What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the LWE Podcast. Lee Collins here, and I am excited and ecstatic to have two great guys with me today that we're going to have some good conversation about life and faith and all things in between. Uh, Bradford Russ is here with me. Also, Mr. Sawyer Sorrow is here with me. Guys, how are you doing? Great. Doing really good. Bradford, how are you doing, man? I'm fantastic. Uh, It's been a great time being home from school. Yeah. Ready for football season this year. I know. How about you, Sawyer? How's everything? I'm loving life, man. Everything going good? Yeah, doing online classes, but just enjoying Greenwood. Spending a lot more time here than I thought I would be. Was the virtual class experience everything you wanted and more? It was fantastic. Um, <laughs> see, they would they would record it, and I could wake up anytime I want to and watch class and be yeah. done for the day. So, was it pretty? Was it pretty strenuous, or is it pretty easy? Like that? It was way easier, I thought. I really for me, yeah, yeah, it was easier. Are you lying? Or are you telling the truth? I'm telling the truth. Okay, I just want to make sure because I don't know. Well, there's a magic button. It's the two-time play <laughs> speed. You can watch your professor speak two times faster, but it cuts your lectures in half. Oh, okay. That's the great part about it. Do y'all have any Zoom meetings? Zoom class meetings? Sometimes we did. We did Microsoft Teams. We you ever, have a you ever sat in on a second grade Zoom meeting? No. Those are fun. <laughs> I had a few of those that I had to sit in with my son on. So that was that was pretty pretty impressive. Um, I'm thankful to not be homeschooling right now. So just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has been a crazy year so far, and a lot of things going on. But among other things, you guys are just two awesome guys. I've gotten on you guys here the last few years, and um, just wanted to kind of talk with you guys. I love that you guys are. First and foremost, you guys are out there proclaiming the gospel. You guys are out there sharing your heart and your testimony. And I just wanted to take some time to kind of get some background from you guys on, on just your faith walk and, and, and how things kind of have developed for you. I know you guys um, live in the great city of Greenwood, along as myself over there. The greatest. and um, <laughs> The greatest in the state of South Carolina, I don't Greenwood think, County. I don't think Bradford will ever not say it's the greatest place in the world to live. Um, but talk to me about your, your faith journey. I, guys could take turns or whatever but um just kind of how you came to know the lord and and, and things are where you're at right now all right well i'll go first um and this the, is Sawyer speaking the biggest thing for me um i spent 14 years at greenwood christian school um grew up in a small environment um and jesus was kind of always there for me but uh, i think like one of the biggest moments for me was when i headed off to clemson just because it was going from being in a class of 50 people uh to go into f- 5,000 in my freshman mm-hmm. class. It was just a shell shock for me. And uh, Jesus obviously is not at the forefront in that, com- in that community. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, kids, that's the last thing they're thinking about going in there. So it, it definitely was just kind of mind-opening to me that the world is so much different than I've seen it. It's not like Greenwood. It's not like Greenwood Christian School. Um, so it definitely took me a while to kind of like get my footing but um the cool part about it is just being at a school like that it shows that i'm actually getting to practice what i preached for Mm -hmm. so long and it really is starting to mean something because i have to like fight for my faith every day yeah and uh the big thing is is the best way to speak to people too is by example Mm -hmm. and so i really have to like watch my actions watch what i say right i have to well everybody's under i mean as soon as you say the word jesus i mean you're under a microscope anywhere you go and people the way to get people talking is them ask you questions like why don't you do this why don't you do that and i think that's been huge for me just in the most recent months Mm -hmm. just like living different because it at Groomer Christian School, it's just kind of cool to be Christian. Like, even the kids that are doing 
bad stuff. They yeah. fake it to look like Christians because that's what everybody wants to see. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like the cool thing. But at Clemson, it is definitely not the cool thing. Like, if you tell people you don't drink and you don't do stuff, they look at you in a very different way. Yeah. <laughs> they automatically, like, kind of disregard you. And so it, it kind of has caused... I mean, it's cost me some relationships, but... Yeah. For the better, I have no regrets. So. What about you there, Pro Greenwood? How about um, you? Yeah, so <laughs> my faith journey has really been fantastic. Um, just fantastic home to grow up in. I uh, accepted Christ on June 16, 2006, um, when I was seven years old. So since then, it's just been a series of growth and just faith journey through life, especially with church playing the forefront of that. Um, going to church every chance you could get. Uh, fourth grade had a period in my life where I realized I hadn't been baptized yet, so I did get baptized in the fourth grade. Fifth grade, I uh, was at Camp McCall at RA Camp, right mm-hmm. by South Carolina Baptist Convention. Greatest camp in the world. I love it. All boys camp. They have a decisions night every year, and I, this is my fifth year at the camp, so I knew that night was coming. And um, at that point, I felt a call to ministry in my life. Didn't know what that meant. Um, but just going into middle school, I did have that in the back of my mind. Journeying through middle school, uh, had some difficulties in seventh grade. Really, that was a hard point in my life. Up to this point, it was the rock bottom of my life. And that point, I realized that I really should start practicing what I was preaching. Yeah. And so that's really kind of where I've turned my life around and had a big, you know, trajectory change point in my life. And so that happened. Um, eighth grade was at Ridgecrest Conference Center. Um, at Fuge Camp with youth group and that was really when the call to ministry became super evident and was confirmed by God for me so I knew that going into high school put myself in as many situations as possible to serve and to do ministry at my church in Greenwood Um, Tom came for senior year realized hey I want to you know I'm going to go to ministry I want to go to the best Christian university possible and that of course is the Liberty University so (laughs) Hiked it on up the to Lynchburg, Fighting Virginia. Falls. Yes, the hiked, hiked it up on to Lynchburg, and it's been a great three years, and I'm going to be a senior this year, and we'll attend seminary next fall. And hearing you say that, that seems fast, because I remember, like, you were just there. Yep. Like, you just moved up there. And it's flown by. That's pretty cool. That's pretty crazy. So, you guys both have definitely had a lot in common with, um, you know, coming from somebody who's in student ministry. Student ministry is such an important thing for the upbringing of teenagers and stuff. And it's something that, you know, unfortunately not many teens get to be a part of, much less for like a duration of middle school and high school. A lot of kids get plugged in late, sometimes by relationships, sometimes by families coming and whatnot. But um, you guys are kind of products of just growing up in a youth ministry. How important is that for you guys looking at where you're at now? And, you know, like you said, you go from, being kind of protected and sheltered to yeah. you really kind of unfiltered where you go down. It, I mean, it's huge. We, me and Bradford were kind of blessed with growing up in this like great generation of youth group in Greenwood, mm-hmm. uh, had great leadership as we were coming up. And as we were kind of on our way out, it kind of hit a little more like just pastors leaving and stuff. It kind of, mm-hmm. kind of went down a little bit, but the, like we had some of the best youth pastors and mm-hmm. I mean, in, in Greenwood, they were all phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, and I really think like the discipleship, like me and I know me and Bradford were both discipled by our youth leaders and 
we spent a lot of time with them, talked a lot with them, and just like the one-on-one time was huge for me at least. Mm-hmm. And even like, just like going to all those youth camps growing up, my mom would force me to go to them. <laughs> and I'm super thankful for them because they taught me a lot about life and like just social skills and like how to, you know, how to mend well with other kids and stuff. I'm, I'm really thankful for them. And like, I have a little sister right now that's in middle school. I'm really trying to push her yeah. to get involved with youth group because it is basically one of the big, I mean, it's one of the big reasons who I am now. Is well, it's something that group. you carry with you for the exactly. rest of your life. You, yeah. you, you can't replace those memories and those times. And, you know, I sit here and I think about a lot of the trips that we've been on and stuff too. And I can honestly say I don't have any like overwhelmingly bad memories. Like everything is different for everybody because you don't take... I'm never like taking the same group twice. There yeah. being maybe some of the same people, but as far as the whole group dynamic, there's always been like different groups and stuff. Yeah. So um, obviously being able to to have the good leadership and you guys have obviously been blessed with that. Um, and you know, we talked about going into college. Now, now you're coming out of graduation season, you're seeing a lot of these guys and gals graduating now. What do, what do you think is, is some of the best advice there for them to come out? Because I've always told them that if you're strong in your relationship with Christ, you're not going to worry about your reputation going forward. But if you're a big worrier about your reputation, that relationship might get a little bit pushed to the back of the side because you want to be accepted first. Yeah. But as you said, you found out it costs you. There's there's some sacrifice. Have you found out even at going like the Liberty, which is predominantly a Christian university, but I mean, it's there's stuff there too. There's, yeah. there's, there's rebellion there, so to speak. Yeah. Well, the one thing that's going to stick with you once you graduate high school is your relationship with Christ, not your reputation. Yeah. So the moment you walk onto campus, you're no longer popular if you were at in high school and you're no longer not popular if you weren't in high school, you know, that's all a race. So the biggest advice that I've gave people when they've asked me, Hey, what would you, what's your advice? You know, me stepping into college, regardless if it's a Christian university or not, is just put yourself out there. There's nothing holding you back from your old high school, your home, but your relationship with Christ is still going to be there for you. But just throw yourself out there and, you know, get to know people. Yeah. Put yourself in situations. Because people are going, they're going to judge you regardless. They're going to classify you whatever way they want to classify you. But if you're, if you're genuine and real up front, like you said, I think that's the one thing that can sustain you. And also being plugged in somewhere. Because like you said, like you're you're miles away from your home church. So you you gotta find a place to get plugged in. You gotta find something to plug in. Have you found that to be easy to do where you've gone to? Because I know a lot of people go and sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. Cause you just you're so kinda I don't want to say the word spoiled. Yeah. But you are spoiled by your home church and that protection. Yeah. But it is tough to find a place. It's a, I think it's a little overrated that how we like rate churches now and mm-hmm. people, you know, spend a whole entire semester that I've known. So they spend a whole semester trying to find a church. It's really not that hard. If you can find a yeah. church that preaches the word and, you know, believes that, does that faithfully every week, I don't mm-hmm. see any problem with you going there. It's not, you know, you don't need to spend a whole semester yeah. trying to find a church. I would say try to find one as soon as possible, you know. Right. Settle on two or three places, visit, plug right in. That's yeah. what I did. I've been going to the same church since the second month of freshman year. That's good. That's good. Yeah, you? I found a church pretty early. Uh, I'd say my first month of being there, I yeah. found a church that fit the criteria, loved the pastor, loved, approved of what he said, what he preached, and been going there ever since. And then I also, at Clemson, I kind of just, I in the beginning, I was kind of lost. And I remember I texted Bradford and asked him for advice, and he mm-hmm. told me that same thing. And I started going to 
I went to almost everything I could go to yeah. that kind of involved me, filled my interests, and I uh, ended up sticking with Young Life. That's really what I've kind of found my identity in mm-hmm. um, at Clemson. Um, the big thing for me is I didn't even do it in high school. I really wasn't even a fan of it in high school, to be honest with you. Uh, but I've like kind of fallen in love with the ministry, yeah. and I, so next year I'll be a Young Life leader. So cool. I've have found almost all my friends through Young Life. They're great Christian kids, mm-hmm. a great community, and yeah, I'm looking forward to it. But that's that's going to be my thing for the next couple of years as I'll be serving as a Young Life leader. And you guys have gotten some opportunities to uh, to share the word here uh, yes. recently during this time. How how cool has that been? Getting to get an opportunity to get up there and and have that platform it's been great um we both shared at rice memorial um in may mm-hmm. um and then recently this past sunday i preached at new hope baptist church in due west yeah so that was a great opportunity and hopefully i'll be visiting there again at the end of june um but that's really kind of that was my plan for the summer before the coronavirus uh hit was to just get involved and email around call around in some local churches that might need a you know mm-hmm. a guest speaker uh, one Sunday, pastors on vacation, or if they don't have one. But obviously, the coronavirus hit, and a lot of churches aren't back to normal yet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a great, a lot of fun. It's surprising how many churches don't have pastors right now. Mm-hmm. That's yep. that's the sad part about it. Yeah. Is that there's a lot, a lot of sheep out there, and not a lot of shepherds, and and you know, especially in this day and time now. I mean. You know, 2020 has been a year uh, so far. Worst so. year I've ever experienced. <laughs> yeah. Worst year ever. Worst <laughs> year ever. Besides, the first the first two weeks of this year were fantastic. But ever since then, it's been horrible. Ever since LSU won the National Championship. Right. That was a good That was a good experience. Uh, maybe we could – I want to talk about that for a second. So I was in Israel the first uh, week and a half of this year. Right. And so we were coming back. We were going to be coming back that Monday, the day of the National Championship game. And so we were in um, Ben Gurion Airport in Israel at 4 a.m. local time over there, What's and that's it? when the game started <laughs> here. And so wow. we're all huddled around the small little iPhone watching the game. Then we had to take off about second quarter. I was like, "All right, I'm just gonna wait for this. It's a four-hour flight to Germany. I'm just gonna wait it out, see yeah. what happens when we land. Not gonna look on the phone or anything. Not, or not to." Ten minutes in the flight, I bought Wi-Fi for the whole flight so I could listen on the radio, <laughs> listen on the radio to the national championship. And everyone's asleep because it's 4 a.m. You know, over there, and I'm like pumping in my seat, fist pumping, super excited, listening on he's the radio. He's baby. Listen, he, he's not being, he's not being honest. Okay, here's the reason why he purchases Wi-Fi on a European trip here. Okay, he's with, so he can. Find me on social media <laughs> to Hester and pester me. Let's be oh, very clear did I do here. That? There's yeah, no interest. I don't know. There's no interest in LSU. <laughs> There's a listen. Look, we, we can get into this if you want to, but I'm just saying that is a weird thing. That think about time wise, 4 a.m. Mm, and yeah. just did anybody else really care? I mean, was it? I mean, there was a lot going on. Uh, there was some Americans in the airport. Actually, they were LSU fans. They had really? their LSU gear on. And so they were the ones holding the phone watching. But on the trip with us, everyone's so tired. This yeah. was our last day. We stayed up all day because we had to go to the airport at 1 a.m. So we How's did, the jet lag coming back from that trip? It's horrible. How, it's many, horrible. how long did it take you to get, get back functioning correctly? One day. 
Just one day? Yeah. I slept. I skipped all my classes the next day. Went to bed <laughs> when I got home that night in Lynchburg at 10 p.m. Went to bed, skipped my classes, woke up at noon. I was fine. Yeah. The jet lag going there, though, was worse. Yeah. But really, there was just a couple people caring about. Sure. People were so tired, you know. But I was. I was alive and well on social media, listening on the radio. I think Todd McShay. I don't know. Todd McShay. Yeah. Yeah, he's the right one to listen to. Yeah. Um, it was ESPN. So you talk about like when when you when you guys first heard of everything kind of winding down. I remember I was it was a Thursday night and I was over here watching a baseball game, and word kind of got out about the Corona stuff, yeah. and that was when it kind of first yeah. hit home. Is like okay, we're fixing to like shut down schools that evening and stuff like that, yeah. and make those calls. Well, where were you guys at, and what was your initial reaction? One of the that? weirdest weeks of my life. Um, we were going on spring break that Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the week before spring break, so we, and we were planning on going to Florida. And me and a group of friends, we were going down um, to Panama City, got a house for the week. But that it was really hit funny at the, the NBA game, the Jazz game, when they called when they everyone. Yeah, I think that was a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. They called everyone back in, and that that was the moment that the buzz started on campus. Yeah. About what's going to happen? What are we? Because we're going on spring break in five days. Mm-hmm. You know, are we going to come back? What's going to happen? Everyone's talking, and so really, no, it was funny. We just, everyone just dropped the schoolwork. We were all just talking about what's going to go on, how does this affect us, what's going to happen. I called my mom that afternoon. was like, look, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm coming home tomorrow mm-hmm. um, before everyone comes to my house this weekend before we go to Florida. I'm coming home tomorrow. I'm going to bring all my stuff with me just in case after spring break we can't go back. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be stuck without all my stuff. So it turns out being a game changer. Right. I brought all my stuff with me home before spring break. Wow. And then, of course, on spring break, we got the email that all classes were being moved <laughs> yeah. online. You have this weekend after spring break to return to school, get your stuff if you want. Luckily, I'd already gotten all my stuff, yeah. so I was yeah, free to go. That. All I had to do was go get my bed at school, and that was it. Yeah. So. yeah. What about for, you? Uh, for me, I remember I was walking back from geology lab, and someone had posted something on Reddit saying that they had some inside with the Clemson basketball team saying that they were going to shut down the school. Because the ACC tournament was going yes. on. Yes, yeah. and, and we were like, no way. No way that's going to happen. And sure enough, the ACC tournament game, I think we were about to play. We were playing Florida yeah, State. Yeah, we were yeah. about to play Florida State, and then they canceled it. And then we got the word. Um, right, I was supposed to go to Miami on a missions trip for FCA. Wow. Did not did not really want to go. Gonna be honest with you. <laughs> Same by the hell. <laughs> I, you want to go to court? I had been home in almost two months. I really wanted to see my family yeah. and it was gonna take up the whole spring break. And so I basically wasn't gonna get to go home for spring break. And I was yeah. like selfishly I was like, nah, I just kinda want this to be canceled. And they they refused to cancel it. And then the day before we left, they said that they had to cancel the trip. Yeah. Cause I think Miami was like a hot spot and it was just not, it was not yeah. good. And so they canceled that, ended up going home. And then when I get home, my parents are deciding to remodel our entire house. So we have to go live with my <laughs> uncle for three weeks. It was just, I was on top of the world at school. <laughs> and then I came from living at my uncle's house for three weeks. It was awful. Yeah. I was extremely, I think the thing I was most upset about was one, this getting sent home didn't feel like the end of the year because, you know, you know the end of the year is coming. It's a good closure. Mm-hmm. But getting sent home halfway through the semester, you right. know, you're not ready for that. Yeah. You know, we know the end of the semester is coming. We know we'll be gone for the summer. But this, you know, it just cuts all plans you have for the rest yep. of the year. So that was the main 
point of being upset I had. The second was just felt so sorry for our Liberty basketball team. We won the tournament. Thankfully, our tournament got to finish before yeah. the coronavirus. We smoked through the tournament. They had us projected maybe at a 10 seed, 9 seed in yeah. the easy bracket. Yeah. Playing in Florida the next week. So we were going to go to Florida on spring break, drive down, see our boys play in the first two rounds. And we had a really good chance of making Sweet 16, I think, this year. Just all seniors on the team. Had a great squad. Well, I mean, you think about all the sports in general that were yeah. – I mean, South Carolina probably – Was going to win the national championship. Probably going to win the national championship yep. in women's basketball. Correct. Um, you know, baseball – college baseball really – had only just kind of got started. College softball just got – I mean, there's a lot of stuff that just was really kind of getting yeah. going. And I know for me, I was excited. Clemson finally had a softball team. So, getting to watch them, and they had some early success. And I was like, man, I want to see how this plays out. Mm-hmm. And then it's like everything's all – and then around here locally, spring practice. You have spring yeah. football yeah. practice and conditioning and things like that. Scratch all that. Yeah. And uh, so it was a definitely game changer. And, and now here we are as we record this today. It's been a few days. I haven't heard anything about Corona. So, I mean. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's great. Well, now it's the. Who knows what's going to happen. Yeah. Social you know. distancing. Is that still a problem? We don't yeah, know. It was a problem three weeks ago for protests. But now it seems it's, to be. Yeah, it's no crazy. And, and obviously there's a lot more important things that are. That are needing to be a focus of the conversation right now. But. Yeah. This year has been. Has been something. I, I don't know. When they go back to write the history books on this one, this was going to be easy. The only thing that can save – there's two things that can save this year for me. You ready for this? Oh, right. This is a hot take. First being, I get a girlfriend. <laughs> second second thing that can save – I don't know if I can say this on the podcast, but it just has to do with a certain person getting reelected. That's the only thing that can save this year well, for me. you know, all views that are expressed are good views. So. <laughs> well, I mean – I, and in the mid, and that's the other thing. In the midst of all this, this is a political year. This is an election year. So I mean, there's you got all that stuff, and then all the other things that have happened here the last couple of weeks. And it just, if you don't know who Jesus is, and you're not grounded in some sort of relationship with Him, yeah. you are kind of out there on a little bit of an island right now. So I think that's one thing we all can agree that we're we're very blessed to have that and have that security and knowing that going forward, you know, not only His light shining on us, but shining out of us and everything that we say and do that's the that's the biggest thing right now um talk a little bit about you play football at Greenwood Christian right yes sir um you play how many years there uh I started playing in sixth grade so seven so years you were there pretty much the whole time yeah I played the whole time how was it how was it there because y'all y'all really have built up that that stadium a lot there yeah I mean it it started off honestly it's like a joke <laughs> I mean we were eight man all the yeah. way um and I mean, the eight-man, it's just hard to take it seriously. It's just a lot of scoring points and mm. not a lot of defense. It's just not yeah. – I wouldn't say it's real football. <laughs> um, we had a pretty good coach, though. Um, in middle school, I had a pretty good coach. Enjoyed my time in middle school. And then it got to high school in ninth grade. We went to the state championship for eight-man. Mm-hmm. Lost. Uh, that, head, that Yeah, that, that <laughs> head coach, that head coach, uh, he left, took another job, and then Jolly Doolittle, the current head coach, mm-hmm. came in. One of the best coaches I've ever had in my life. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal coach. Um, he really took me and taught me how to lead and be led and mm-hmm. kind of molded me into a captain. And uh, he did a lot of good things for everyone on our team. And yeah. we finished my senior year 7-4. and four. Had a home playoff game. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't work out like the way the ball just didn't really bounce our way. Mm. Um, but it was a great experiment. Uh, experience. The one thing I 
and the most glad I ever did was play football. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a great sport. I mean, the guys that I play with, I still talk to today. I'm surprised uh, that Bradford didn't try to recruit you to Greenwood. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think he, he tried to talk me into it. He really did. As, as, he, talk, as he smiles. Yeah, he was talking so about some old lineman to play. He's like, this could be you. And I was like, hey, come get in our weight program. <laughs> if you had started in our weight program at Northside or Brewer and – Sixth grade, you'd be a, you'd be, you know, playing at Wofford yeah. or, you know. Well, see, that was the, right that was the hard thing with Greenwood Christian. Before Coach Dillo got there, my tenth grade year, weightlifting was not very mandatory, and so it yeah. kind of set us behind somewhat. Like my sophomore year, we had a ton of injuries mm. because we had never really lifted hard before, and yeah. so everyone was just getting hurt. And Coach Dillo kind of took the program and made it something serious. Like, mm-hmm. we went to seven-on-seven tournaments. We yeah. we had a 365-day program. We did stuff year-round. Uh, we had a speed and strength team, competitive lifting. And changed a lot of play, teams that y'all play, too. Yeah, mandatory workouts. We started playing harder teams. Mm-hmm. He wanted to embrace the idea of yeah. competition, That's not good. run away from it. He's got a competition problem. Not a gambling problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and of course, you are a proud Greenwood alumni. And One of the greatest um, honors of my life. Never yeah. touched the football. Are you an alumni student body? I, I know you're in the in the alumni hall of fame for student body presence. Yes. Right. Every yeah. time there was a student led anything at any game, you were probably there. Right. Yes, for sure. For sure. So, is, is you are the epitome of school spirit. It really is one of the greatest honors of my life to be able to go to Greenwood High School. My both my parents went there. My grandpa I call it Greenwood University now because they keep building stuff over there. And it's... It was I was so excited <laughs> to go in ninth grade, and I truly had the best four years of my life up to this point at the high school. I yeah. uh, just loved being classmates, friends, involved in everything I could. Of course, I didn't play sports, but I was leading chants, getting the crowd going at every sporting event possible. Stirring so, it up. Stirring it up. Yeah. You know, I, I remember the most emotional game was um, – the, we lost in the second round of the playoffs, I want to mm-hmm. say, against Westside and Anderson. Yeah. Uh, it was my best friend, Sam Moots, is his last game, and so that was really emotional for him. And it became emotional for me. You know, this is our last high school game Yeah. Um, as a Greenwood Eagle. So, love Greenwood High School. I've had tons of friends, you know, come through there, tons of people I respect in the community that come through there, mm-hmm. and really the whole administration while I was there was fantastic. You guys have also, uh, it's kind of interesting because you kind of come from two different situations. You know, Greenwood Christian being a super small, yep. super, mo- you know, private yeah. school. Mm-hmm. Greenwood, literally like a small college. Yes. More ways than one. 1600, man. That's why. <laughs> so, but again, two different situations, but here we are connected because of what? Your relationship with Christ. Like you guys have been able to yeah. get anchored into that. And even though it's two different situations, you know, you 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 in a bigger bigger school and whatnot. You're you're coming yeah. from that side of it, so it's just cool that how things translate when you can create those connections with other people, and it doesn't affect you. Yes, it doesn't affect your who you are as far as your identity in Christ. You know, it's just a part of what makes you keep going. And obviously, when you're in a school that big, you know, having the people around you is, is a big deal, right? Yeah, you got to have the right people with you. That is true, but also I, our youth pastor, Brandon Henson, really made it a point to us. You know, he said, you folks in the room that are going to school every day, public school, high school, this is arguably going to be the greatest mission field right. that you will ever have in your entire life. That's You're walking key. into That's the key. 1,400 students, 1,600, however many it was, every single day. You're walking the halls, seeing people's faces, talking to people. 
this might be the greatest mission field you'll ever be on in your entire mm -hmm. life. And I really took that to heart. Um, instead of kind of having a mentality of, you know, Greenwood and the nation is yeah. a mission field, I walked into Greenwood High and said, this is my mission field while I'm here in this right. town. You know, I made it a point, share Christ in the, in the hallways, any service, any chance possible, but make Greenwood High the mission field. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing is like, you don't realize it a lot of times is, you know, I've always had this conversation with students and like, it's like, well, somebody will say, well, I can never be a missionary. I said, well, you already are a missionary. You're, you're yeah. going into a mission field every day, you know, for a hundred and some odd days a year. I mean, that's, that's the easiest mission opportunity you get. You don't even technically have to pay for it to go over there and do that, you know, and just have that opportunity to, to be a witness and, you know, in some ways, you don't see necessarily the same people every day, but you're always going to have an opportunity. And that's what I tell them all the time. I was like, there's never going to come a day when you don't have a chance to witness. You know, you may have chances come at you that you don't even seek out. So how you're prepared, you know, going forward is, is the biggest thing. Um, you know, we talked about how this Corona deal has kind of hit the sports world. but We all share near uh, and dear passion for sports. Mm-hmm. How do you guys feel about the upcoming sports year? Are, are we going to see some things kind of come back? Or are we still going to see some things different? I mean, like I said, obviously right now, you know, the social distancing pleas are not. Yeah. I fully think it's going to be back. Um, every state right now, even California, the liberal ones, they're saying, yeah, you can start sports. I think yeah. it was June 1st, maybe June 9th, July 1st. I don't know. I think it's going to come back. It's too, you can't live in fear. Yeah. I've seen pictures of the great, um, Spanish flu was it in like 18 or yeah, 19 1909 yeah. Yeah. great Spanish flu they're at a football game with mask on yeah you know I don't know I don't know I don't know all the doctor medical <sighs> junk you know if that's going to protect you or not but all I'm yeah. saying is you can't live in fear and I think people I saw a uh, good follow on um, Twitter is Clay Travis he's saying you know what if we you know all the other liberal states in the country don't want to have sports that's fine let's do an SEC only year you know yeah. something like that. But I think there will be sports played. Yeah. If there's not, then that's a great travesty. And we'll look back as this being one of the, you know, biggest failures in U.S. history probably. Well, obviously, there's a lot of things to consider. But, I mean, that should already been the focus before all this happened. You know, if you're, yeah. not, if you're not wiping down stuff at your places of business or schools or churches, and if you're not practicing good hygiene, you know, you can't govern common sense sometimes. I mean, sometimes yeah. you got to have a little bit of that. Yeah. And I think that's what you're going to see forward too. is like, you're going to have to have some things to, to kind of meet some, some standards yeah. and guidelines. But I think now more than ever, I mean, we need, we need sports. We need that escape, that, that, that. Something to bring us to, together too. Something to unite because yeah. To me, that has always been the thing. Sports has always been a way to unite people of different backgrounds, different races, different exactly. beliefs. And if you can find an outlet to do that, now more than ever, you need it. And, um, you know, so I think it's 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 interesting. I think some of the sports that have already started back up, they can afford to because, you know, the crowd thing is not really – I mean, it's part of what they do, but it's not the most essential part of what they do. Um, but I'll tell you, it would be really weird to see an empty football stadium for a – yeah. For, I got I mean, season tickets. Imagine Clemson and Notre Dame at Notre Dame in an empty Pass. stadium. Yeah. Pass. I'm just saying, you know. That's a disgrace. <laughs> but I'm just saying, though. Yeah. I mean, Notre Dame, historically legendary field. Might as well not play. Touchdown Jesus. That, that just doesn't have the same, like, now, I mean, some of these bowl games that we had, they'll be used to it. Because yeah. there's a lot of social distancing in those yeah. bowl games. Now that they've changed all the names again. Yeah. And you got the Cheez-Its Bowl and everything. Got a bowl coming to Myrtle Beach, by the way. Just saying. Really? Um, you haven't seen that? 
yeah, Myrtle Beach Bowl. So uh, I don't think none of our teams will be there, but you know, somebody will Maybe be there. Maybe you never know. We won our first bowl game last year in the FBS. Beat Georgia Southern pretty soundly. I'm sure there was a lot of social distancing there. Yeah. No, it was it was at we Liberty. Our our fantastic Y'all president, had a pretty good following. Jerry Falwell Jr. paid for three jetliners to take Liberty students down. And <laughs> of course he did. It was a twenty dollar. <laughs> $20, you could get free jetliner, free hotel room, oh snacks, and great seats at the game. He's he's very generous. You should do that for Liberty one day. If, here's the thing. Out of the game. Here's the thing. If I was – we had our family Christmas uh, the day of the game that night. If that had not been going on, I would have for sure had my butt at Liberty. Yeah, I'm one surprised of those <laughs> So let's talk about who are your teams. Now, we've obviously established high school here. Yes. You know, but who who are your teams? Who are your teams that you, you that you the follow? The team that I'm most now. I'm not to. talking about the teams that you jump on bandwagon. Yeah, yeah. you can't. I'm talking about your legit true teams that you. I'm about to tell you. Uh, well, I people to are going to be shocked at the We're answer. Hold, people are going <laughs> to people are going to hold you accountable right. to this now. Here it is. Here's the record. The team that I would die for, take a bullet for, have shed tears for, would do anything for is first off the Greenwood High School Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> That's my number one team all time. I'll go, and I believe that. I believe I've that. Haven't missed a game in a in a year since the second grade. That is my favorite team all time. I will be with them to the day I die. Um, college, of course, Liberty University. Yeah. Um, I'm full well, on. You're, life, you're not a lifelong Liberty fan, though. Not not, but now I am for football. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they did not just get football. They've had football since I mean, the beginning. Football. Yeah. Just became. Relevant. But I am full on Liberty trained. The games are fun. Love the team. We got coach. How's Freeze. the stadium? How's the atmosphere there for those games? Fantastic. Is it pretty good? We have. There's nothing else to do in Lynchburg, so we've got the whole student <laughs> body there. Twenty thousand, fifteen thousand kids on one side of the stadium. You know, screaming their heads off. So it's a great atmosphere. Cool. They got fireworks. Jerry, our president, he wants more fireworks every game. He <laughs> he says we need more fireworks. So it keeps the fireworks keep getting better. So every every good play. So he's now, not a fan of fireworks. twelve o'clock kickoffs then. No. Okay. Every game at Liberty University is a night game. So really? we're able to that's, swing that. Six high. o'clock kickoff. I like that. Fireworks, it's great. Our president's there. They throw streamers off his balcony whenever we score. <laughs> it's it's a great atmosphere. <laughs> Liberty great. game day. Um, so those are my two diehard teams, I would say. Okay, South let's Carolina talk- go. South Carolina is also. They've been forever I would, buried. <laughs> I put South Carolina at third. Greenwood Eagles, Liberty University Flames. Okay, at least South but you Carolina put them on there. Of course. You're, you're yeah. acknowledging, okay. They're That's third. And then here's what I love about sports. <laughs> this is my favorite part. The lack of loyalty needed for us South Carolinians in the NFL. We don't have an NFL team. We're split between the Carolina That's Panthers and Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. Really, we don't have any loyalty to either. I'm a Falcons fan. I've always been a Falcons fan. 28 Sure. 28 I, st- I still hold on to the fact that I was one quarter away from the triple the crown the, of fandom. I know. I know. And God we, bless it. It didn't we were happen. Happy it didn't happen. We were, we were happy it didn't happen. Because y'all know what I was going to be like. Yeah, exactly. After that. <laughs> but growing up, of course. But in you're South right, Carolina, though. I mean, geographically, you're kind of in the middle. Growing up in South Carolina. Dad never interested in NFL. It's college and high school all the way. Mm-hmm. Never watched hardly the NFL, really, till I got to Liberty. We have a lot of Northern students come down, and they are really, you know, they're really into the NFL. But I thought you were a longtime Patriots fan. I'm about to get to that. <laughs> that's what he claims, but that's, my, that's one of my favorite things out. about Slash Tampa Bay the now. NFL <laughs> is there's no loyalty for me. I love Tom Brady is just magnificent to watch. I'm at all of his competitive spirit, just his will to win, mm-hmm. and really – just the football. It reminds me of the San Antonio Spurs. They have figured out the game of football and how to succeed. 
They may not always be the most. Well, talented. we're about to see if they figure it out. They may we're have not see. always been the most talented team on the field, but they are definitely the smartest team. On well, the that's field. what I've always said is that he's probably. You, not only do you have to give him credit for what he's done as far as the championships, but you probably have to give him even more so credit because this is where I think he differs from LeBron <clears throat> in the fact that <laughs> he hasn't made excuses about playing with less. He's just gone out and won with the what's less. How Edelman's the second I'm highest just, receiving I'm playoff saying, wide receiver in yeah. history. But how is Julian Edelman the second highest because Tom look Brady? Look at all the guys. He's never had the same group of receivers for all exactly. those years. He He's never had Randy the same Moss. group of linemen yeah. of all the years. So I'm just saying I think from that aspect, that's why he's got a lot of my respect because he has been able to do, like you said, they created a system Beautiful. that was able to not only offense but defense. Get it? Because you, you're, honestly, you couldn't. Most people, if you sit there and talked about the Super Bowl when the Patriots play, you get one or two people and you can't name anybody else because yeah. you can't, you don't know, yeah. you don't yeah. know who they are. But um, so it's so just, obviously you're a Patriots fan. It's but beautiful. Are to you watch. a Tampa Bay fan now? Or are you going to stay I, Patriots? I'm not a Tampa Bay fan. I, I want to see the Patriots. For the record, he is not a Tampa Bay. Not fan. a Tampa Bay fan, but but can you agree the, that the NFC that South is going to be a lot more? There's a clause. Um, I <laughs> am pulling my guts out for Tom Brady this year. I, how amazing would it be to see him win a Super Bowl? His Tampa first year Bay. leaving the Patriots, it would establish him for any of the haters out there who still don't think he's the greatest all time. This would be. Done deal. Well, I have greatest all time. I haven't had seen this much expectation. And when I grew up, when I was growing up through school, you know, Montana and the 49ers were the thing. Yeah. And they were in it almost every other year. And so when he went to the Chiefs, there was a, that was kind of like this is a, like he's okay, he's gonna go win a championship with the Chiefs, and it never, never, never happened. But he didn't have the the, the, the people around him. He was. Okay, difference between also between Brady and Montana is the fact that Montana had Hall of Famers all around him. Oh yeah, he was surrounded by greatness, and so again, I give the nod to Brady in that aspect. He's he's done more. He's this done is more. Why I just hope the coronavirus does not mess up the season because think about how exciting it's going to be. You got Drew Brees, yep. Tom Brady, same conference division, whatever it is, division, yeah. and the Gronk is coming back to Tampa Bay. Yeah, he just lost the WWE twenty four seven title, so he's 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 good to go now. So. But I'm pumped for what this season. What about you? Who, who's your teams? All right, so number one, Dallas Cowboys. We'll die, take a bullet. Wow. Love the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys runs in my family. My grandpa, he recorded every Dallas Cowboys game until he died. <laughs> hey, Z. From, from like 19 hey. – from, from the start of the team all the way – uh, yeah, and some of you may have seen our Facebook thread. We were going back and forth on uh, yeah, last Jacob year about the season. <laughs> <laughs> it was a rough season for me. Um, but, yeah, the Dallas Cowboys, every year I go in thinking they can win the Super Bowl. Are you a Jerry Jones fan? I love Jerry Jones. I, I Great well businessman. I think he's hilarious. <laughs> His quotes are hilarious. Have I'm, you got a chance to get out there to a game yet? No, I've not. I, I went to Atlanta. They say it's, it's something else. Yeah, I went to Atlanta and saw oh, a game right. in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. But I'm me and my dad are planning on going to That'd be cool. Fort Worth. I want to take a ride in Jerry Jones's yacht. Uh, <laughs> that would be legendary. Make a draft pick from it. Uh, yeah, and actually, I met a friend at Clemson that's from North Dallas, uh-huh. and he used to live near Jerry Jones. And so he, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna go to North Dallas one day, stay with him, and go see all the track sites. Down Jerry. Yeah, track down Jerry, shake his hand, yeah. maybe get some of his luck. Um, and then second, Clemson Tigers all the way. Uh, I love Clemson. Clemson football is great, but this year my love for Clemson basketball grew even more. I went to a lot of games growing up because my dad could get like he got free tickets a lot, and we would just go and 
see them play. But this year, I went to every single home game for Clemson basketball. Super passionate, very frustrating. It's it's a very it's like an emotional roller coaster with Clemson basketball. Yeah, I, I almost think it's unfair sometimes because of when they start the season. They start the season so early, while raw exactly. football is going yeah. on, and it, then they play really big games yeah. with Christmas break and everything like that. That was about the only saving grace during the national championship weekend was the night before. Yeah, we Clemson, beat North Carolina that first time ever. At well, North and then Carolina. we beat Duke like the day after, and, and Duke, that yeah. made it nice. Yeah, I was that day. I was on. I was. At every single store, uh, a storm in the court event. Every I was, I was, I was in the center of all of them, uh, screaming. But yeah, it, we sat in the front row of every game, heckled the other team during the warm ups. Uh, we got some of them, some of them followed us back on Instagram, and <laughs> we would like scream their girlfriends' names and stuff. It was there, uh, one of the Georgia Tech players wanted, he told us to meet us after the bench after the game, and he was gonna fight us. Oh, really? He really said that. Well, that's, and then, Georgia, that's Georgia Tech, yeah, and then he. <laughs> And then he made a three and shrugged at us and These, ran away. Georgia Tech, the same guys are out there lifting weights on the sideline before the Clemson yeah. game last year. That was get, so – And then they get pounded. Yeah. What are y'all doing, we, Jokers? We're an engineer. We're yeah. engineer. <laughs> so yeah. you, so you've, you've, you've had, you've had um, obviously, with the Cowboys, obviously you've had some success. But you – I grew, I grew, I grew up during those teams in the 90s. I mean, everybody was a Cowboys fan. Yeah. It's been, it's were, been a long time. Top. Well, they get y'all get a lot of grief though. Yeah. Well, we we have talent year in and year out. It's just oh, yeah. the coaches, man. Got They're trash. Together. What, do they, what do they need to win the championship? I think they got it this year. Mike uh, Mike McCarthy, he's the coach to take them. I, I really do. I, Jason Garrett never liked him. Yeah. Never liked him at all. Coach Clapp, don't like him. He's not a good coach. <laughs> when was the last time a first year coach, not you know first year in the league, but a first year coach with a team won a Super Bowl? Good question. I, I feel like there was one recently. Research. It what? was. It's been pretty recent, I think. How long did Dan? Oh, wait, no, 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 no. Uh, I don't know. I feel like there was one recently. Yeah, we have to go back and look. Well, I, I predict for the Cowboys this year. I think they're gonna have a great season. Maybe get that one seed. But they're gonna get beat by Tampa Bay in the conference championship. They're gonna get. They're, they're, Honestly, I don't think they're gonna make it to the conference championship. I think they'll probably get beat in the round before. If we made it to the conference championship, I'd be happy because we haven't been to that in twenty years. Yeah, that's what I want to see us make it. It's the conference. Been a long time. We we've gotten beat in the divisional round several times. <laughs> it's been a long time. Several times. And that one year y'all had uh, Mason Crossbar sling it. Yeah, that was the, in the divisional the round. And then we lost to the Rams two years ago in the division yeah. round. It yeah. it is rough. I'm telling you, yeah. I get chest pains watching their games. <laughs> Me and my dad yell at the TV, and it is it is it's hard. You have my support until y'all face Tom Brady. I already year. know when they're losing, you're gonna start texting me, and be like, "Dak sucks, Zeke sucks, pay Zeke." Well, I'm a, I'm a hey, big Zeke. Dak Prescott you'll, fan. You'll, I love you'll end Dak up Prescott. blocking him too. I mean, it's yeah. just you have to take a break from it from time because yeah. it's relentless. He's, I'll tell you what, I give him credit. He's 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 consistent and he's relentless. I I'm a big Dak Prescott fan. I love but Dak. This recent off season, I've definitely lost respect for him with all this money stuff oh, yeah. too. Him want he 40, wants he wants forty million. SEC boy, that's crazy. <laughs> Ring them cowbells. Yeah. Hail State. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, talking about this, you guys carry over not only a connection for love of sports, but also into the video game world because y'all have a very intense, heated, passionate rivalry when it comes to uh, the old school NCAA The greatest NCAA rivalry, football, rivalry in Greenwood history. Which, by the way, is it is it overdue time for NCAA football to come back for us to have a game? I mean, I think now more than ever is the time we need it. Yes. But, but you guys um, have been playing some. So, what year is the game that y'all play? We, 14. NCAA 14. So, yeah. What system is this on? 
we Sawyer has an Xbox 360, but yeah. he has about one or two controllers. They're really, really rough. Yeah, can't play on them. I my controllers are also rough, they're but rough. they're workable. They skewed the last so, game. No, they did. The last two games were skewed <laughs> no, due to those no, controllers. No, no. So we we have been playing. We usually play at my PS on my PS3. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we have been playing NCAA since Sawyer was in tenth grade. I was a senior in high school. We have started. <laughs> we have we kept track met. of the series. So we. Right now, are doing a seven-game series of seven-game series. Yeah. So if you're tracking with me, that's we play a seven-game series, and that counts as one. And right. we're doing a best-of-seven series of seven-game series. So mm-hmm. the all-time record of us keeping track right now is I'm up 19-14 in games. So of us keeping track, total games. Yes, yeah, total we've games. played. How, what is that? 19 plus 14. Math. 33. Math. 33. We played. They don't teach math at Liberty. I no. haven't taken math since <laughs> senior year. So we. what happens when Sunday school is your hardest class. <laughs> I love it. So it's 1914. I'm in the lead. I won the first two series 4-1, 4-2. Okay. So I was feeling pretty rough, high. Rough outing. Then Sawyer comes back, and he wins the next two 4-3, 4-3. He wins two game sevens in a row. Mm-hmm. And I will admit, the last series we did, I blew a 3-1 three, three, lead. I was up 3-1. I was up 3-0, actually. Yeah, I think I was up 3-0. I think you blew a 3-1 lead in the third series, yeah. the first one I ever yeah. won. So, it was rough, but then this past, we have been waiting on this Game 7 since Christmas break this year. Yeah. Because we, we hadn't seen game each seven. other. Was it Christmas break or was it last May? Last time we played was Christmas break. Okay, so we've been waiting on a Game 7 all semester. We finally get a Game 7 last week. This is my first Game 7 I've ever won. I won it 17-14. Didn't think Game winner field goal. I gave Sawyer 21 seconds, though, to go down and make something happen. Didn't happen. So right now I'm in the lead 3-2, and I have a 1-0 lead in the next series. And so we're looking. He says he's not playing until I get new controller, so I'm waiting on games to open up. You have that right. You have that right. The best moment of our NCAA series was in the third series. It was the The first series I ever won. The run back? Yeah, Bradford iced iced Bradford. He made the field goal. He left one One second second on the clock. Kicks it to me, and I return it for a touchdown what? to win the game. Yeah. Unfortunately, I was You never South give Car- up special teams. I know his I was South Carolina, and I was our kicker in that game is horrible. Yeah. He can't put in the end I had Sammy Watkins. Ran it back for a touchdown oh, with Sammy. Oh, wow. He's trying to get things worked they out. They actually just breaking news. They did. Uh, no, breaking news yeah. on the podcast. Breaking uh, news. 22-team Orlando tourney, 18 teams to play eight regular season games. And that's basically, I think, 13 from the West, 9 from the East are, were invited to come. So they're leaving all the teams that have no shot to make the playoffs. They don't even have to come Because back. they said, I think what they said was the teams that were within six games of the yeah. final spot, there was one. That's yeah. why there was so many in the West. Yeah, it's so tight in the East. West. But they said for the teams that aren't coming back, they're going to host, like, five-game, like, uh, a summer mini camp and, like, a fall mini camp so they don't just sit for nine sit right. months. And do nothing. So a tournament. So it sounds awesome. They get have eight games left to make so playoffs, that, and then yeah. we're picking up in the playoffs. Uh, I hope, honestly, I really hope. The ter- what's the tournament for? The tournament is the playoffs. Yeah, it's just like the rest of regular oh, season. Okay. Yeah, the tournament. So they're uh, eight games, and they're gonna well, play. The- I think they'll seed it. I think. After I that. think what they're doing is yeah, they're having like play-in games for like the eighth seed and stuff like that. I think that's what they're trying to do. Dang, man. I was hoping anything, they would scratch yeah. the season so LeBron did not win the championship. Honestly, though, I think now they they're gonna come back so rusty. He might not even. I mean, I think it, it it's gonna be different. The randomness I mean, you gotta, is gonna be up. basketball. I mean, you, you obviously momentum. can get your reps on your own, but just from a yeah, 
I mean, team-wise. Chemistry and, and momentum are huge. I it's mean, wide open right now. I would yeah. say it's pretty wide open. OKC Thunder, I'd love to baby. See, I'd love to see, yeah. Oh, I, forgot to leave, City Thunder, I forgot to leave out OKC. I, yeah. I love OKC. Great I think, team. I think it would be interesting to see. I, I think a lot of people, obviously, are still going to be sentimentally pulling for the Lakers to uh, to win it. Well, I'm, but, um, I'm Celtics on that side of the argument. So. But at least Celtics. they get the opportunity to, to finish it. I mean, you know, and everybody's going to say, regardless of who wins, everybody's going to say, Asterisk on this season, but I'm like, so what? I'm like, let they're they're playing well, it the out. Spurs won to 99 on the holdout. Yes, yeah. you know we don't really think about the asterisk. So anymore. I mean, you well, did, didn't you the just, Mavs win on a holdout too in 2011? I think it was. You've had a yeah. couple of baseball teams win. I mean, it'd be okay. You got to compete. <clears throat> you got to compete. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, really, they haven't missed. Like, okay, this season has been extended, but they haven't really missed. That many games. I well, mean, they had they, have... they were over halfway through the season anyway. So well, yeah, they, they already were... had the All Star break, which is like they a were sixty. Way they were, they six, the playoffs games. were starting in two weeks. Yeah, yeah. So, so, but I think it's going to be interesting to see how they all come back and uh, and bounce back. Um, got a few more minutes with you guys before we close it out. This has been fun. I've loved it. Um, definitely now I have to think about strategizing and getting conditioned for getting you guys to come over to my house for NCAA on the GameCube. Oh, yeah. I know that's really I know that's really throwing a wrench in the I'll bring uh, I'll bring the PS3. We'll throw it out on NCAA can, we can 14. Do, and, and we can ride on the lawnmower. Yeah I got a new lawnmower. I got cornhole there, Clemson boards and you should love that. He's got some I got, emerald I got Liberty boards. He's got some emerald boards. Not true. I already painted over them. <laughs> he he bought them off of us. Is that a part two story or there? No. <laughs> I no. hope Brad Russ hears that his son owns Emerald Cornhole Boards. <laughs> They're already scratched out. They're already scratched out. Well, I just you, want to so say. You got Liberty Boards. Yeah. A cornhole now. I can, get, I can throw down on some cornhole. I got to find me a partner. I'm greatest ping pong player of the decade. Well, and me, greatest well, cornhole player well, of the decade. Well, me and Pastor here, Jason Wilson, we're undefeated still. You know really? Is. Yeah. Bring, bring your boy. We're like bring thir- ours. We're thir- 13 and 0. So we've only had 13 matches. But we, we're, we're, we're undefeated in fall festival season. Fall festival season is our year. So, it is what it is. But that would be fun. Um, especially when a GameCube, when you have, like, Texas with Vince Young and Matt Lyon and Reggie Bush on USC and those teams back then. Those were pretty solid. Yeah. Pretty solid. Um, moving forward as we get ready to go through the rest of this year. Um, so, you guys obviously in summertime now. So, you guys, do you have anything on the calendar coming up exciting? Or is it just kind of taking it week to week right now? I am free until the third week in July for beach vacation week. So yeah. yeah. We are bumming it this summer. We are enjoying our last summer as boys, basically. <laughs> it's, it's man time after this. And I I'm working every summer after this, so yeah. trying to enjoy it. I was supposed to be in Clemson all summer. Yeah. Ended up back here. So Destiny. Um, yeah, it's destiny. Destiny. <laughs> um so what so you guys talked about real quick, you we said earlier about you guys both being having feel like you have calls in the ministry and stuff. So what is what? What do you feel like you want to go into like, you know, be a pastor that yeah. that kind of so route? Just kind of the future for me this year. I accepted a position with the Liberty Graduate School to be a pulpit supply preacher. So I'll be doing that all school year, whatever Sunday. Really, I won't. I could do every Sunday of the year if I wanted to. Wow! And preach. They have about a hundred fifty mile radius from the school where they supply preachers for people who don't have them. Um, our That's pastor's cool. taking a break, you know, so I'll be able to do that it's all year. It's kind of like the uh, minor league church system. You just, yeah. yeah. That's that's cool. And so I'll be doing that all year. And then when I graduate next May, um, I'll be, hopefully this summer, I'll be able to head down and tour some seminaries, but I'll be enrolling in a master's um, of divinity uh-huh. program at one of our seminaries. But it's looking like it's going to be Fort Worth Southwestern Seminary. 
So maybe I'll hit up a Dallas Cowboys, Cowboys game. game. I'll come visit. The hookup there is yeah, right. exactly. I mean, yeah. That phone call is going to be there now. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the hey, fu- have you checked on tickets lately? Have yeah. you checked on tickets? <laughs> the future for me is going to be uh, just a pastoral role. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, not fe- I'm not seeing youth ministry that much in the future, um, but hopefully just stepping into a pastoral yeah. role after seminary. Cool deal. What about you, Sawyer? See, for me, I'm – I mean, I'm at school to be an engineer uh, first and foremost, but I think that I you feel can like, see yourself kind of going in. I mean, some. yeah, I want to be involved in the church yeah. still because I've always kind of been involved in the church, and so I I like I just enjoy it. It's a great experience for me. Uh, I I could see myself just kind of as like a elder deacon kind of thing in the church, and mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I feel like I can I can speak pretty well. I fill in every once in a while if they ever need it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't really see myself like on staff at a church, but yeah. I see myself as just like really involved in the church. You never know, man. And you never know. My, yeah, my mom told me when I was younger, she prayed over when, before I was born, she prayed to God. She's like, if I have a son, I want to give him the ministry. And so like, I somewhat feel like this pool <laughs> to be yeah. involved in ministry, yeah. but I, I don't think it's going to be like my full-time career. Um, but I definitely still think I will always be in it somehow you know well i've from my experience in life especially when it's come to stuff ministry related i found out that everything that i have been a part of i've never sought out yeah it's just been one of those things where god's opened doors and put people in my life and put people in my place to kind of get me to here there and everywhere so uh you never know but obviously you know now and more than ever i think you know getting any kind of job right now is uh is a big deal so Finding, finding your place but man I've enjoyed having you guys on here and, and talk we'll have to do this again um, maybe when we get into the the heart of the season I get some equipment we can do a little bit more yeah. audio stuff and whatnot. give us some updates on how, how, the, how the season's going with our teams <laughs> right right I mean you know I'm sure you're going to let me know uh, one way or the other state championship see how Abbeville's doing we'll be watching oh, yeah. we're, we're in the Abbeville fan club group on Facebook I know you are yes. let's go salute them, man I know you are it was a great game, man. They they they, they earned it. They Noah Bell was a was one of those guys where he was relentless. He was destiny. He was he yeah he was a warrior. And uh, that throw he made on uh, clutch throw down, mm-hmm. I think it was like a it was fourth down throw. Um, that was, that was Bradford predicted the Saluda win on your live stream before. He did. I did that morning. He did. And you just chewed me out. But you know where I was? You know where I ate that night? You know why I was really more upset about that game was that was so much like the Falcons Patriots game. <laughs> Because we you know, got up big. We yeah, were up big in the half. And you just, know where I was during that game? I don't really want to Village know. Grill. Really? Yep. No, you wouldn't. I was. That's his favorite restaurant. It's my favorite restaurant it's in the world. Place. It's a good place to go. Shout out to the Village Grill. Yes. But um, I don't know. I'm just ready for anything right now. I, yeah. I found myself. I've watched more NASCAR in the last two weeks than I've had It's in been life. fantastic, man. They, I, I love think it, they, They've got to do these Wednesday night, Thursday night races. It's I like been, it. It's been yeah. great. I like it. The drama's real. Chase Elliott's my guy. The drama's been real. <laughs> Yeah, they've had they've had some uh, the drama. Chase should have won four races in a row. I'm telling you, <laughs> he's got he's only won one, so there's a problem there. So so interesting, man. But uh, it, you know, obviously you guys continue to do what you're doing, man. You guys have uh, been a blessing to me, and obviously been a blessing to so many others. And I know the Lord's going to continue to bring people in your life that you're going to have a chance to impact and encourage. And that's the biggest thing, you know, is just being a light. And uh, let's keep growing up this generation to uh, yeah. to be disciples and to go out and shine a light and spread the gospel, man. We need more of it now than ever. And uh, I know you guys can do that. So thank you guys for coming. And 
I guess I got to go buy you lunch now. Yep. Yep. That was was part of the agreement. agreement. (laughs) But um, thank you guys. And uh, we'll look to have some more podcasts coming up here real soon. Y'all have a great day. Go Greenwood.